This is The Rise, Uncomfortable Conversations Furthering Equality with Michelle Hayes and Ray Lorenzo. Two agents, real talk. Let's go. Okay. Hi, I'm Michelle Hayes, and welcome to our first episode I have with me here. Ray Lorenzo. Hi, guys. Hi. So today we're doing our very first episode of our podcast. Um, It's part of our um, equity and education um, task force, and um, it came out of our committee meetings from there, and Ray and I decided to take this on together. Um, and as she was just saying a few minutes ago, that it's kind of uh, poignant that the first day for um, our podcast is the first day of the George Floyd trials, because that's what sparked a lot of change within our company and within our country and in a lot of places. Yeah, just looking to do some change. Um, Earlier, we were talking about basically why the two of us are here, what motivates us and I asked you earlier, Michelle, you know, if you wanted to yeah. give a little background um, too. So why I'm here is um, I want people to listen and I want things to change and I'm always a eternal optimist and I feel like I should be using the privilege of being a white woman to speak out and get the attention that I can get. Um, so... I'm using my privilege to try and make waves. And, and I have to interrupt and once again tell you that <laughs> <laughs> it is still, um, it's still shocking when I hear someone say that. It is a real thing. And once again, privilege. you know, props Thank you. for letting that out because I know it's, you know, not something everybody right. could come to terms with. And you know what? That actually might be a good place to start because <clears throat> we had talked about... Um, how sometimes just the word privilege um, invokes um, a negative uh, connotation from a lot of people. Um, and I, even the first time I heard somebody tell me that I had white privilege, I was like, what are you talking about? My life has never been easy. Um, I've struggled. Everything bad that could possibly happen pretty much has happened. Um, you know, it's just never been simple. So the idea that I somehow had a privileged life was um, was un something hard for me to swallow. Um, So I wanted to address that um, because a lot of uh, white folks get upset when um, we're told that we have a privilege. And basically what the gist of white privilege means is that no matter how many struggles you've had in your life, the color of your skin has never created those for you. Now I understand there may be white folks who live in completely black neighborhoods and they might disagree with me there and you know what they might have an argument I'll you know let them have it so but for the most part um white people are never held down because we're white and that's what white privilege means so whereas black folks pretty much always have a knee on their neck proverbially yeah well that was pretty deep Michelle I appreciate it definitely (laughs) (laughs) a lot of us do because this is definitely something that as um black people we can't we can't just do it alone you know our we've tried we've our voices are usually heard by just us for the most part. And and there's just been some change recently and just seeing, you know, my white sisters and brothers, you know, jump along and realize that we are sisters and brothers. Yeah. yeah it's, it's about time everyone it's realized, right? Cool. Yeah, it's definitely. Well, I'm super glad to be a part of it. And um, I've always been a loud mouth and I've always been the one jumping up and down. So... I feel like this is a perfect role for me to, <laughs> to 
to just continue making <laughs> waves. Like, literally remember when I was a kid, my brother would be like, Michelle, stop rocking the boat. No, dude, no. Rock the boat harder. That's my rise. Yeah, so. see, there's a, that's a difference, too. Um, <laughs> I wasn't raised to rock the boat. You know, we were that black family in the white neighborhood always. You know, that's how I grew up. And um, we were taught not to rock the boat. You know, don't talk too loud. Of course. Don't put yourself out there. You know, just you know, speak when spoken to. Right. You know, watch your mouth. You, you know. Right. Keep your head down and kind of shut up kind of thing, you know. Now, can I interject there for a second, actually? Yeah. So... What was it like growing up? And, like, when did you realize that your skin color made you different? Did your parents tell you? Did something happen? Was it just, like, this overall feeling? Um, I will say I was about seven years old, and I was walking to school with my best friend. Uh, her name was Allie. Um, I don't know what I think she had a... Um, a kidney problem or something and she was sick but she was awesome you know she had help with her and um we were walking to school and this car pulls up and it's these teenagers and they they call her a rude name because she had a, a colostomy bag bless mm. her heart and they called her something rude i'd rather not repeat it thank you and um i'll repeat what they called me because that's why we're here we're telling stories so anyways um, they call me a porch monkey. I didn't know what that was at the time. You know, I'm thinking, ooh, monkey, that's cute, you know. Right. And then later on, I tell my parents, I don't know when, and they're like, oh, you know, that's not cute, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why isn't that? I don't understand. You know, it's an animal. Monkeys are cute. I like monkeys. I'm six, you know. Right. They're, that's what I'm thinking. Right, they're adorable. And no, and, 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 then, <laughs> and then that was the day that monkeys weren't so cute to me anymore because they were a term for you know my skin color you know they're right. what they're putting on me by just looking at me and assuming things you know so that was the first time seven and, and of course there's more and you know it continues through life um like this is like growing up in denver um, like i said earlier when we were talking um i used to sit in the back of the classroom i don't remember my teacher's names you know, if anything ever went on, you know, it was usually blamed to me kind of thing. Even though I was still trying to do what my parents said, keep your head down, be quiet, don't make a scene. You know, and then I got older and then I make more scenes. You know, if anybody knows me now, I'm full of scenes and drama. Hey, welcome. <laughs> That's why we get along. But yeah, it's just, it's just different. You know, even in real estate and working, you know, I've um, lost clients before because they may have heard my proper voice on the phone. Hi, Keller Williams. You know, you know, we could switch that on. That's another thing, code switching. That'll be another episode. <laughs> just kidding <laughs> right? that's a whole it's terrible that, that even something like that has to happen you know we as a people I feel like we can't 100% be ourselves when we step out of the door because we don't know sometimes which situation we're going to be in and how people are going to react to us so sometimes it's like a lot of different backpacks to carry you know you don't know what to unpack or unload or keep with you yeah. you know mentally or you that know, I completely yeah, you gotta, understand yes yeah, so that's a wow. bit of, yeah yeah, that's it's a lot to carry around. Now, when you were a kid, did your did your parents ever like prepare you, or did they just wait for something to happen? Kind of. Idea? Oh yeah, there was no preparation. There was no preparation. No. They were just kind of hoping no, they'd no, skate no. by as long as possible. <laughs> Absolutely. God bless them. I think that's mostly how it is. You know, no, um, can't speak for all of us, but yeah. in a lot of black families, they're just you just go through it. You're just tough. You know, it is what it is. You keep right. moving. Um, Watch yourself, you know, if, you, uh, if you're a young man, you know, watch yourself even more, you know, it's just... Right, that's actually one of the reasons I was bringing that up, is I have um, a few friends who um, I went to high school with who have black teenage sons, and they've 
all said the same thing that, you know, when their son started leaving the house on his own or driving or anything that they like sat him down and had the whole conversation with like, this is how you need to react to cops. And that's yeah. just, I mean, it stinks being a parent and worrying about your kids anyway. And yeah, now you have to worry about the fact that maybe you get some trigger-happy cop that hates black guys. Like, wow, yeah. I can't even imagine carrying that. That backpack's full of, like... Oh, yeah. I do want to backpedal a little bit. So yeah, we do have the conversation, you know, about the driving and, you know, when you get older. But you pretty much you just find out when you're younger because something happens. Like... Mm. Even with my kids, because like an idiot, I thought I can just have my kids and like, it would never happen, you know? <laughs> and here we are, you know, this is you know, 2021 and like stuff's still going down. Uh, right. But for my kids, like same thing that just happened when they were kids is um, one of their friend's parents told them that it wasn't right that I was with their father, you know, black um, woman, Italian man. So right, it was such a big deal. It had to be, you know, a conversation that made it to my kid, you know? Wow. But, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. That's how we usually find out. But there's okay. always a parent sit down. So, like, yeah, you, so, like, when you're teenagers, your yeah. parents will give you the When you're released heart. and you're not under your mother's wing, you know, then <laughs> I guess you get that conversation. When you get shoved but off the branch. Pretty much you get it when you're younger. There's something about your kinky hair or, you know, like... Right. Something, you know. It'll be some sort of comment. Yeah. yeah. Or, or this one I love. Oh, you speak well for a black person. Like, oh, my God, what does like, that mean? <laughs> what do they expect you to do? Like, yeah. Wow. Yes. Um, so actually, that's an interesting. What's some crazy things? Just jump around. Like, what's some crazy things that people have said like that? Like, you speak well for a black person. Like, really? Oh, well, that's just that's just one of them. Yeah. Or oh, like lose. Oh, I'm sorry. When I was talking about losing clients, that was one of them. I was on the phone with somebody. They come and meet me, and they real. They say, um, "Oh, Lorenzo." <laughs> you're not Italian, and that was that, and they didn't call me back, they didn't talk to me, they were like, bye-bye, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, I could throw down some chicken marsala, though, right. let me tell you, <laughs> like, I don't know, man, I mean, <laughs> but it, I laugh, but that's what it is, and that's what we wow. go through, and, and I'm sure, too, you know, Michelle, as you are talking about, you're here, you're passionate about something, you don't need to be black, or, you know, anything else, to mm. just feel that, so, like, you could tell me, or tell the, yeah. the the audience, you know, what have you seen? You know, what's gotten to you? And you're, oh, she deep breathed, everybody. Yeah, she chest just, went up. She let it out. <laughs> it's a big one. I mean, with with I mean, regards to anything, with regards to race, with or anything, anything. Okay, this so whole group yeah, well, the whole group session. I mean, one of the reasons that I'm here is that um, I'm part of the LGBTQ. I have to say that slowly, or stumble off my tongue. <laughs> um, community. Um, I have the privilege another privilege of presenting as a straight woman because I married a man and I have children with him so people just assume that I'm straight and I guess if you're straight you're like a safe person to be a homophobe around because uh -oh. people if they think you're straight <laughs> they just automatically like I don't know I guess if they're homophobic they just automatically think that you're safe because you're straight um and they expect some sort of acceptance from their Behavior. Oh, I hear it too. Yeah. Um, and I kind of assume it's probably the same thing that, um, like, white-skinned black people get. You know, like, they, oh, yeah. if you, you present as white, I'm sure they hear a lot of yeah. racism because people don't realize that they're talking to a black person. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure it's somewhere along the same lines. And, like, when you were saying before about, like, what to unpack and what to not unpack, um, you know, that's 
that's a lot. You know, like, I'm in the same boat. Like, what do I unpack and what don't I unpack? I just I, usually go with I'm married with kids and just leave it at that. I still, I still find it more surprising <laughs> that people would even just randomly just, like, walk around a gay hate or just say something ignorant. It's not like, you know, people will, oh, let me say it slow as well, LGBTQ. <laughs> What I'm saying, it takes a pretty big mouth person to just to like burp stuff out like that and feel comfortable. And this group, I hope, makes people get uncomfortable to not do stuff like that. Right, right. And that's kind of part of our point, too, is like you and I are going to stumble through. Like, I'm sure I'll say something that is, you know, like I try to be as woke, quote unquote, everybody <laughs> can't see my fingers as possible. But, I, you know, I was raised around, you know, not the best attitudes on some people. Um, my parents, you know, my mom and my stepfather are wonderful, but they're, um, you know, like some people just have, you know, an off-color sense of humor, and it's something you heard as you're growing up, and it seemed normal, and then you realized it wasn't cool. And by off-color, you mean? I mean, racist jokes, homophobic yeah. jokes, um, ethnic jokes like yeah we gotta say it people like we gotta everything. get the dirt out yeah like you know it's and, it's, and it's not you know i don't think of them as you know i don't think of anybody as, as a bad person um like at least the people in my life i i know that none of them really meant to be no offensive some um, people like we you know said before some people are just so used to it or feel it's normal that they sometimes they don't know i don't think genuinely Every person who said something bigoted is some terrible person. No. You know, I think anybody that still has a heart has room to learn. You know what I mean? But right. there are some people that, you know, <laughs> there I are don't some care people that go how right much sage you burn or how much you pray, they're just going to be that way. Right? <laughs> and you just got to walk away. Yeah, there's no sage in that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, we're trying to reach the reachable people, mm -hmm. the reachable. <laughs> well, that's the point of this is, you know, there were a few people who had said that. You know, they do have a problem with the things that they hear, but they didn't know how to respond. So, like, those are the people that we're looking at, too. We want we want to engage them. Yeah. Because the majority of people, their heart is really in the right place. <laughs> um, you know, there's people who are misguided, but I really do believe that the majority of people, their heart is in the right place. And if they understood that they were wrong and were shown a better way, I think that most people would make the effort to do better. Now, maybe I'm just an internal optimist, possibly, but... Um, well, that's what we need here, is optimism. <laughs> Don't bring any pessimism in here. Okay. There's a hippie in the room. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I, you know, I like to just, I mean, it, it's definitely hit me, bit me in the butt, but I like to get, you know, genuinely believe that for the most part, most people are good at their core. Yeah. Um, and when it gets down to it, and maybe it's just because like I've been around so many children and like children are good at their core. And I just believe that most people are still that person and you get, can dig it out of there. But it does take work. Yeah. And maybe this is the work. We'll do the hard work and all I have to do is listen and, and try to grow from what we do. Yeah, yeah, but like what you were saying about um, people not knowing what to say. Mm -hmm. I was there, you know, that person can remain nameless, but we'll just bring that up. There was someone who just isn't sure what to say if they see something mm -hmm. wrong going on. And the easiest thing to do is say something, you know, whatever you're feeling, you know, the best thing for you to say, you say, hey, that's not right. Or right. I saw what you did or 
Right. You know, come on, be a better person. You right. know, or if you're Michelle, you're wild and crazy. You know, things are flying across the room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all like, yo, you can't I'll do that. You. <laughs> um, so if you're not loud like me, <laughs> yeah, what's what's a, what's a nice way to say, hey, you don't know, be a rude racist. <laughs> so now, one of the things that I had learned um, with like women being assaulted and stuff like that was to just cause a distraction. Um, whereas like, you know, if like a woman's being like, you know, harassed at a bar, you go up and pretend you're her friend uh, or, you know, ask to borrow, you know, a chapstick or, you know, something, you know, and be a distraction. Um, and that's kind of one of the things I had said to the more timid people is that, you know, you don't necessarily even need to say anything about what's happening, but if you cause a distraction, you cause the person who's under attack to get a moment to collect themselves. Because now they're not the center of attention. Right. They get a second to be like, okay, I can breathe. And like it could be something as simple. So you see a jerk being somebody, a jerk to somebody else in a grocery store. You know what? Walk right between them and be like, I need to get that jar off the top shelf right there and just be annoying. Yeah. You know, cause a distraction. Um, and I don't know how you feel about that, but like that's how that's helped me, just people causing enough of a stir that like I can grab my breath or get a second to think and pull myself together you know like so maybe it more of us or should start um maybe pointing out the things we we hear and shrug off because i know we do yeah because we want to keep peaceful we just you know want to laugh it off i know like could you imagine if like every time we heard something slightly off how many times we'd probably be stopping conversations you know i know i do it's sad but you know we will hear it sometimes in the office you know about you know, who they have problems with rentals with, you know, right. you know, what, like, right. yeah. I've heard it in the office. Yeah, I have. I've, I've had comments like, you know, this is a a lesbian couple and this one's the dude. Yeah. Not yeah. cool. Yeah. Not a cool comment yeah. at all. Black people um, can't rent because they just have terrible credit, you know, like, we're just horrible people. <laughs> <laughs> you should see my credit over that was. <laughs> um, yeah, I... That's a ridiculous one. I hadn't even heard that one. Yeah, and then they say it to me, which is funny. That's the other thing. That's like to say it to a black woman's face, to a black anybody's face. Well, yeah, it just may go back to that privilege that you talked about that I just said earlier that I have trouble saying it. I don't know why. I have a guilt saying it, and I didn't even say the first word of it. (laughs) It's okay. You're You're white privilege. Like, I don't want anybody hating me because I'm saying white privilege, you know? (laughs) No, it's okay. I said it first. You're just repeating me. They can hate me. It's all good. (laughs) And, you know, that's, like, the thing. Like, I don't, you know, this is not part of, like, a hating of anybody. Like, I don't hate white people. I hate the way some people behave. um, But I don't hate. Yeah. No, no, I'm not saying that you do. No, Absolutely no, no. It was not. just like a side thought. To I just me. feel bad saying it. Like you know, some people, like like I said, some white people have a trouble trouble saying black person. Well, so black people have trouble saying yeah. white person. And when you know? there are some white people that'll judge me for like fighting for the other side. Yeah. Or, I think just know, the fact <laughs> that there is that nervousness for people to say that that something is wrong. Right. Like, just right. for the fact that I'm sitting here saying it, like, look at self And you, like, like know that I'm yeah. totally comfortable with Yeah, the you're totally cool, and I'm still like, hi, you're white. Oh, my God, <laughs> I said it, you know? Like, come on. Yeah, like, there has to be something screwed up. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it, it's, it took me a long time to be able to say black to a black person. You always wanted to say African-American or... 
person of color, you know. Or yeah, what's like, the other thing? African American. Why, why don't we call you? Oh God, I have to say it again. White American. Like it's just white, you know. Right. I mean, yeah. Why don't you call I mean, us English American or whatever, you know? <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, that's where my that's technically where my family's from. We'd be British American. I mean, like that. That's not a state. Yeah. And and you're right. Like I white people. So and many little separations are... that are in the world, and I'm right. just like. Why are they there? Like, we know why they're there. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, my gosh. It's as simple as little things. I mean, just even... I can't even tell you how happy I get when I go to use, like, clip art, and there's, like, more than just white families in the pictures. Yeah, I could throw my whole family in there, you know? We're all mixed up. (laughs) Right. Definitely. It's just... I mean, something something as dumb as Band-Aids, right? I mean, they're made in white skin color. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Makeup. Forget it. Makeup. You're trying to find makeup is a nightmare. (laughs) Or even if I'm on Facebook and it's one of those little um, ads like, oh, you'd be this princess or you'd be this queen or this movie star. And I'm like, but um, she's, I'm not white. Oh, but she's not black. But uh, she's not like, there's like, I never, I never get a black girl. I'm like, are we in there? I usually get dudes. That's kind of terrifying. Girl, I mean, you might be a white girl apparently, but I'm a white dude. I mean, apparently. they were all hot white girls, I'll say that. I mean, they were gorgeous, but did they look like me? No, <laughs> I can't even remember the last guy I got. I sent it to somebody, I was like, I don't even know. <sighs> yeah, yes, yeah. okay, so. We're off track, but that's awesome. I love it. Cause yeah, it's so this cool. is definitely going to have some laughter, some comic relief in it's this. It's good, it's yeah. good, it's good. All right, so how has racism affected your career besides losing clients do you think it's affected you working with other realtors oh it's affected my 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 self-esteem in the beginning I, I like another agent i talked to she said the same thing that i'm about to say that i didn't want to put my face on anything i didn't mm. want to put on my cards i didn't want to put on my signs i'm like oh my god they're gonna see my black face and they're like no you know and that's right the fear that I had then. Now I have it all over the place. It's obnoxious. You know? I was going to say, don't you feel like it's like, it's kind of like me when I put the rainbow flag. It's like my flying my freak flag trying to attract <laughs> the other freaks. Um, so, and I say that with all the love in the heart. Um, yeah, so I didn't really just like boom and take off. You yeah. Because it was like, a, like I said, that backpack that we carry, I can mm-hmm. hold us back. Not all of us. I'm not trying to speak for everybody. I don't want every black person called me tonight telling me I'm not that way. You know? <laughs> Whatever, I got my kids on everything. Yeah, and that's the thing. No, no, you know, no, no, we're no, all no. different. We're just who we are. Just yeah. people, basically, on them as individual. You know. Yeah. No. So, what made you change your mind? Just sick of it all. You just know, figured, just like just yeah. put a black face out there, and if they don't like it, they yeah, just, just jump. having kids. Like I've always. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I do have things that held me back. Yes, but me as a person, I put myself out there. You know, mm-hmm. I've always put myself out there. So that's part of it. Just the fight to not have somebody tell you you can't. Mm. Or, you know, I lived that life before. Mm-mm. Yeah, you know, that's so fun. But, um, so you were saying it affects your self-esteem. Now, did racism affect your self-esteem any other point in your life? Or is it... Oh, yeah, absolutely, all the time. Being the only black girl in white neighborhoods, like all the little white boys I had crushes on, their parents were like, you can't date her, you know. So that, really? yeah, that happened. Not yeah. all, yeah, not all the time, but you know, even once, it's still like, oh, stab in the gut, because he was cute, you know. It's like dating's hard <laughs> and enough. And I didn't care man. what he looked like, you know. Why do you care what I look like? <laughs> That's interesting. That's interesting, because actually, you know, we um, say dating, but we, we were talking about like what um, before you were saying, like when I asked you when you had first realized, you know, that you were different, and that's one of the things I realized when the first time I realized is when I was younger they kept asking who my boyfriend was in school 
and I liked a boy and a girl. Yeah. And I was like, um, <laughs> I don't know. Is that not normal? But I like both of them. So they just were like, oh, well, that's, she's your best friend. And you have a crush on him. And I was like, oh, okay. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, and that's how it was. Like, you know, like, that's when I realized. Was when everybody kept asking me, like, who's your boyfriend in school? Do you have a boyfriend? Like, you know, you would get that's families crazy, together. Yes, but... but, um, yeah, so, like, that was one of, like, that's the time I realized. Is that, like, you know, like, I couldn't tell people. So, like, whenever I'd have crushes, they would just be my, my best friends. Yeah. Or, you know... I knew my son was gay when he was like five or six. Like I knew, so I was like preparing my head, preparing him to be okay to come out. Like uh, you know, it's totally cool. You know, right? Just be yourself. Like I wasn't sexualizing him by any means, right. but he knew that he was going to be fine. I was always right. telling him, "You're fine, whoever you are, Christian. Right. Like whoever you're going to grow up to be." Because like I was just prepping him, like, right? Just like, right. honey, you're wearing my high heel shoes and you look so <laughs> sassy. I love it. And like I just wanted to protect him and make him strong. Oh. And and he did come out like really soon and. And I'm glad because he was so stressed out. And it's crazy because he knew, like, mommy is fine, you know. Mm-hmm. M- mommy is fine with it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no issues. And, and like, and he still was just, it was crazy. He came yeah. out to me in the kitchen. It was actually pretty funny because, you know, I'm a total goofball. He's like, um... Mommy, I think I'm gay. And I'm like, oh my God, it's about time. He just started cracking up and, and it was awesome. And after that, that backpack, at least I could take one of one of my son's backpacks off, hmm. you know, for, from, from that aspect. I mean, he's still going to have part of it, you know. Yeah. He's still, still going to be a gay man, an awesome one. And he's still going to be black male, even, even though he's half Italian, but we know how the world looks at it. And, you know, you have one little drip. That's it, you know. Right. That's it. Um, and you're not. You just should just be who you are by your name, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my yeah, my son's got a lot of backpacks, you know. Yeah. And I'm gonna get into it. But I never yeah. came out to my parents, and um, part of it was because I had this like chip on my shoulder that I shouldn't need to have to tell anybody. Straight people don't have to tell their parents they're straight. Oh yeah, I believe in that. Yeah, I I actually think the same way. Like yeah. Straight people, like, I want my kids, if they're gay, I want them to just bring home their partner. Like, yeah. This is my partner. I don't, you know, like, who fill in the blank. Like, I don't, and that's how I was. Um, now, it might be weird because, like, I'm out on Facebook and, you know, like, stuff like that. But, like, I've never literally actually had that conversation with my mom. Um, I know she's well aware, but. She's fine. Oh gosh, yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, my mom, my mom is not homophobic or racist or a bigot. Or <laughs> she's probably one of the most accepting human beings. That's and um, yeah. definitely where I was, um, where I came from. Even my grandma was like that too. Yeah, and see, that's probably why you're a strong person that you are today too. Yeah. You know, having that parental support and whatever it is. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and you got an Irish woman and a Scottish woman behind me, so, you know, oh, feisty geez. is not even a word for it. <laughs> so, um, go ahead. Did you want to read some questions? We'll try and stay on some sort of track. I was wondering what you think the best outcome of this whole equality group could be. Like, what would you see, like, happening? You mean, like, the and podcast the, or the whole group? Yeah. Um, I'll say... The just and just mush it all together the podcast and the equality group because yes, we're all tied together. We're Keller Williams, 
you know, maybe just some slight changes. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, Keller Williams is an amazing company, first of all. I mean, like, I was really impressed that their response to the George Floyd thing was to start, oh, like, yeah, the letter. With Gary Keller. Gary Keller, yeah, that letter. That was and, nice. and then they started all these quality committees, and, I mm -hmm. mean, I was just impressed that they, like, didn't even bat an eye before they made a move. And um, so I'm hoping that... Um, it's just we can kind of extend that. I mean, like maybe get, less hearing less of the comments that we hear in the office. You know, I don't. I want. You're never going to rid yourself of all the people who are racist or homophobic no. or bigoted. But I want them to not feel comfortable. That's yeah. that's what I want from this. I want them to feel so uncomfortable being a racist or being a homophobe that mm. they just don't do it in public. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's asking much. I don't think that's asking too much. I mean, like, you know, I'm not asking them to change their ways. I'm not asking them to go home and be like, gosh, I really am so excited that Michelle likes men and women. And, you know, like, I don't want them to, like, accept me. But I want them to feel uncomfortable with being unaccepting. And I want them to crawl back into their... Yeah, I'm hoping that we get somebody in here with us too, you know, get some of their stories. a few people who have contacted me, so stories, we've definitely yeah. got some good stories, I think, coming yeah. up. Um, but yeah, that's what I would hope to get from it. What would you hope to, um, oh, and a little bit more on that, this podcast, I hope we get out of our office. I hope this turns into something more. I hope it starts a wave where other offices start their own conversations. Yeah. I want this to be the splash in the pond that starts change in all of Keller Williams. And I know that's huge to think of just one, two girls sitting in an office yeah. talking can do that. But I think... Building start by one brick. The, I mean... Yeah, you know. man. And like, you know, what are the... You know, if, what is it um, my coach always says? If your dreams don't... Make you want to pee your pants and not big enough. Shout out, Kathy. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, like that's that's huge and terrifying for a girl with like severe anxiety. But I'm that's what I want because I um. I would love to see some more um, different faces in the capping wall. Actually, that would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was one thing. That yeah, that was kind of intimidating. But I, once again, I'm used to that coming into businesses or jobs where your faces don't match you know I noticed that too um, kind of everywhere you know maybe the faces will change a little bit sometimes. what do you think that is is it just that there's not enough black faces in the office or is it that there's just not enough just in general I mean our contractors and you know if you go to that table and look you yeah, know. it's all white faces pretty much yeah it too. yeah it's true and you know I think um, we had originally talked about like um, highlighting um, minority and um, marginalized businesses in mm -hmm. the community and stuff. And I think that's a great place to go, too, because there are people um, that feel more comfortable working with someone who's like them, whatever that might be, you know. And maybe that's something we need to make available. You know, this company is homosexual friendly you know this company is a black owned company this yeah. one is a woman owned company this one is an indian owned company like this one i mean we, we've talked about it too i mean there's some folks in our office who they are 
their skin is white, but they get treated differently because they have strong accents. They get treated like, oh, yeah. like they're ignorant or something just because they speak with an accent. Um, so, you know, we want to talk about, talk to them too. You know, I want, I want everyone to just feel comfortable. I'm, I'm not hippie. Can't we all just, yeah, yeah. you know, like let's little, you know, have a little fire pit and sing around it. You know, <laughs> like I just, I want, I want people to feel comfortable. Keller Williams. You should have like a retreat. Right. A little, a little KW <laughs> hippie, all, all colored hands oh. holding the hand around the fire. It's like, <laughs> hi, my name is Michelle. <laughs> I love you all, beautiful people. <laughs> right, we're going to yeah. stand up in a circle. Yeah, um, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, so speaking of the, the KYW, um, you have more questions? First, I'm just like, this is our first podcast, and um, I'm just going to say, like we hear all the time, full disclosure, not professionals here, but I'm, right. I'm going to take a moment to say, I think we're doing pretty good here. You know, we're getting you know this. it's true. I I'm I think we're doing all right. Um, I've like I said, I listened to a fair amount of podcasts just trying to get like a feel for it, and um, I can't say that we're doing any worse than ones that have like lots of followers. She, Michelle's doing great, guys. I just gotta <laughs> tell you, we started, and I'm like, no, 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 erase that all. And I tried a couple times. Whole brain just froze up. I was like, great. <laughs> I'm good with talking. If there's a video on. You want to know how many takes it took me to do uh, that video for the team meeting? Woo! I don't know why I got that out easy peasy. <laughs> I see the little red flash, not even a video, just a little jumping line across the screen. I'm like, I can't even talk. You're like, I'm trying to make that thing jump around. I'm not even paying attention. I can't look at it. That's too funny. Yeah, no, I'm really impressed, and um, for, like, winging it and only having, you know, a general direction of where we wanted to go, I think that... Yeah, um, just to give an introduction, <laughs> hopefully somebody heard a few things, you know, and uh, that's the that's what all this is about, you know, yeah. just uh, telling stories, you know, get other people on here. Right, and, like, I would, like, I hope that sometimes... Oh, I want to get questions yeah, from other say, agents and we'll was, bring those in. Are you reading my mind, lady? Maybe. <laughs> Welcome to Psychic Hour, Michelle and Ray. <laughs> She's reading my mind, people. It's crazy. We need your questions, apparently. Mm-hmm. That's very important. So that's going to be coming in an email soon. If anybody has questions, anything to add. I guess um, we should get an email and stuff yeah. like that, too. Right, we're going to get a really cool Gmail, guys. And yeah. have that put out where it could be an, anonymous if you, you know, we won't say your name or, you know, however. Right. Makes you comfortable. And um, we'll bring up your topics and what you want to talk about or any questions you have. And, I mean, real open questions. We know this is tough. It's not an easy thing to talk about. And even for the people who aren't, who are curious if they're, you know, I think some people don't even know if they're saying things wrong or mm. if they did. Like, and if you're just not sure or if you just want to know how you can help or, you know, or if you just have any weird questions, you know, we're here, you know, like, hey, Ray, what's it like being a black person? E- email me, okay? We'll talk about it. Or you, Michelle, <laughs> Let's you know, get a whatever. Cup of coffee over that Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever it is, you know, we just yeah. we're definitely going to put that in here. Yeah, I think it's going to be good, and I hope that, um, I hope it helps find, like, I hope the people in the office, um, you know, they find some sort of comfort from it, and, um, 
you know, just see what, see where it can grow from. Um, I hope that eventually we can have people giving us some topics if they want to hear topics, if there's something somebody wants us yeah. to discuss. I mean, Ray and I are, we want to get uncomfortable, right? Like, that's yeah. the point here, right? Dig in where yeah. is the uncomfortable um, and, and, you know, show it up and do the, do the hard work for everyone else. So, not all of it. We still love them. We still, we're still gonna get you in here. Right, Michelle's being too nice. <laughs> we're gonna do the hard conversation, and yeah. then you're gonna have to take that and do something. Yeah, right? we want some of you guys to get uncomfortable, so you yeah, can, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's true. So, um, I think yeah, that good. maybe we should wrap it up for today. You think? Yep. Absolutely. Right. This is good. And um, we'll figure out when um, what our next topics are because we're just winging it. But we'll let everyone know. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thanks, guys. This has been Michelle. And Ray. See you later. Take Peace. it easy.